0: you mm-hmm. Good morning. Today we again follow the order of service on page 15. Our opening hymn this morning is hymn number 24, Lord of My Life, Whose Tender Care, hymn number 24. ask you to please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Forgive us the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended thee, and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, catechism lesson today we continue reading in psalm 119 today we read verses 73 through 80 again the congregation reading those portions in bold type your hands have made me and fashioned me me those who fear you will be glad when they see me I know, O Lord, your judgments are right. And let, you let your merciful kindness comfort me. your word to your servant. Let compassion come to me that I may live. For your law is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed, for they have been wicked to me in falsehood. For I will on your precepts. Let those who fear you turn to me. Let my heart be blameless in your statutes. That I may not be ashamed. Lord, we ask of you to keep your household, the church, in continual godliness, that through your protection it may be free from all adversities and devoutly given to serve you in good works to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. for our catechism lesson today we continue our look at the sacrament of the altar and first we ask well what is the sacrament of the altar it is the true body and blood of our lord jesus christ under the bread and wine for us christians to eat and to drink instituted by christ himself where is this written The holy evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and St. Paul, wrote or write thus, The Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup after he had supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Why are these words of institution found four times in the scriptures? That they may be unto us all the more clear, sure, and important. Our epistle lesson for today is recorded in book of Hebrews, in chapter 12, beginning at the 14th verse. Here we read, Pursue peace with all men and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord, watching diligently so that no one falls short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up to cause trouble, and many become defiled by it, lest there be any sexually immoral or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that burned, you have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that burned with fire and to darkness and darkness and storm and to the sound of a trumpet and to the voice, to a voice speaking words such that those who heard them begged that the word not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure that which was commanded. If so much as a beast touches the mountain, it must be stoned or thrust through with a spear. So terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am terrified and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, and to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven. To God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous ones made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks better than that of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking, for if they did not escape when they refused him who spoke on earth, much less shall we escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has given us a promise, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also heaven." And this statement yet once more signifies the removal of those things that can be shaken, things that are created, so that only those things that cannot be shaken will remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved, let us be gracious by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire." Here ends our reading of the Epistle. I ask you to please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Gospel appointed for today is recorded in St. John's Gospel in chapter 4, beginning at the 46th verse. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick in Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him, pleading that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. And the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. While he was going down, his servants met him and told him, your son lives. When he inquired of them, the hour when he began to heal, they answered, yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. Then the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. So he and his whole household believed. This was the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. Here ends our reading of the Holy Gospel. Today we confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed, which is found on page 12 in the front of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. We continue our worship by singing hymn 401, Praise to Thee and Adoration. I ask you to bow your heads and join me in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray your Holy Spirit's guidance and blessing today that we might hear the word, that we might see the dangers of lightly valuing the treasures of the gospel, and that we might cling all the more to our Lord Jesus Christ and to the blessings that he won for us. We ask these things for Jesus' sake, amen. The word of God which we consider today is recorded in two different places in the scriptures. The first in Genesis 25, the second in Hebrews chapter 12. In Genesis chapter 25, Verses 29 through 34, we read these words. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was famished. So Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me some of that red stew, for I am famished. Therefore his name was called Edom. Edom, by the way, means red stuff. Then Jacob said, First, sell me your birthright. Esau said, Look, I'm about to die. Of what use is the birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me this day. So he swore to him, and he sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew. Then he ate and drank, arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. In Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 14, we read these words. Pursue peace with all men and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord, watching diligently so that no one falls short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up to cause trouble and many become defiled by it, lest there be any sexually immoral or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright? For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. As we read this account in the book of Genesis of Esau selling his birthright to Jacob for a meal of lentils and stew, we might think, well, this is kind of an insignificant event to make it into the Bible. You know, what is it here for? But when we read the book of Hebrews, we find that it is there in order to teach us a very important lesson. And so while we might consider it insignificant, in fact, it has a message of great importance to every one of us, to every Christian today, As Isaac's firstborn son, Esau had the birthright, which was a double portion of all that would be left after Isaac died. But in Esau's case, this also would have included the blessings given to Abraham and Isaac, which included not only the promise of the land on which they sojourned, but of the seed whom all the nations of the earth would be blessed. The coming Messiah and Savior of the world would have come through his line, through his descendants. And yet when we look at Esau, we see that he valued his birthright so little that for a single meal when he was hungry or famished, he sold his birthright to Jacob, his brother. And so for one, meal one serving of food which satisfied him for only a few hours esau gave up blessings that extended into eternity and of course the sacred text concludes with these words thus esau despised his birthright we use that word despise also in the catechism that You know, we should fear and love God that we not despise preaching and his word. The word despise, both here in the Bible and in the catechism, does not necessarily mean that we hate it or that we loathe it, but it means that we regard it of such little value, or little worth, that we're willing to give it up. In this case, it was less value than a hungry, than one meal for Esau when he was hungry. When we think about how this applies to each one of us, we remember that as Christians, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have an eternal inheritance awaiting us in heaven. It is, as St. Peter describes in his first epistle, an inheritance that does not fade away, kept in heaven for you, and is made sure to us, by the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. Jesus himself told us, he told his disciples, that he's preparing a place for us to be with him in the mansions of his Father's house, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father but through him. By his innocent sufferings and death, Jesus opened to us the gates of heaven. He won for us and for all people complete forgiveness for all sins, a place with him in heaven. His resurrection is proof that our eternal salvation is won, that the gates of heaven are open to all who trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for forgiveness and life. And yet the scriptures here in the book of Hebrews also warn us of the dangers of sin, its deceitfulness when it says, lest there be any sexually immoral or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. And how often it happens. Those for whom Christ died, those who have heard of his blessings of forgiveness and life everlasting, and who have perhaps for a time even trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ in his name, all for the brief and passing pleasures of some sin or something else in this world, give it all up. They despise their birthright in the sense that they count it of such little value that they're willing to give up eternal salvation, a place in heaven, all that they might indulge in their own sinful longings and desires. Solomon, the creature in his book of Ecclesiastes, talks about how a fly in the ointment putrefies the entire ointment. And so often it happens in regard to the lives of pastors and others in this world, even though they may live a godly and upright life. One moral failing, and their whole reputation and name is ruined. I can think of several publicly known pastors or preachers who, because of a moral failing, their whole ministry was destroyed. One moral failing may not only destroy our name and reputation it could separate us from Christ and his eternal kingdom forever. Because how do we know? How do we know that the Holy Spirit will bring us to repent? It may truly be that when our Lord Jesus Christ returns on the last day to bless all who have placed their faith, their trust in him for eternal life in the mansions of his father's house, they will be crying out, bless me, even me also. Be like the foolish virgins who failed to take oil for their lamps and came knocking on the door to be let in and heard, I never knew you. But there will be no blessing left for them because they did not trust in Jesus, did not count the blessings he won for them by shedding his holy and precious blood on the cross of any value. They traded it all for the pleasures of this world which pass away with their use, and thus the blessings offered and given in the gospel will be taken from them forever. This, of course, is a warning for us as believers not to esteem or regard the grace of God lightly, not to risk it all, not to sell our birthright in Jesus Christ In order to enjoy the temporary and passing pleasures of this world, we're not to take the blessings of the gospel for granted or to consider them of such little value that we're willing to risk all. And as I said, you know, how do we know that God, who has graciously called us to faith, will again rekindle faith in our hearts when we deny our Savior, when we reject? the Holy Spirit's working in us. We remember that Christ shed his blood on the cross to redeem us. Let's not, as it says in Hebrews chapter 10, trample his precious blood under our feet and count it as an unholy thing, a common thing, lest we bring God's eternal wrath upon ourselves. As we think about these words, I think all of us can think of plenty of times in our life, probably plenty of times within the last week, maybe even the last day, when we have treasured the blessings offered and given to us in the gospel so lightly that we turned aside from God's word back into sin. When instead of following the word of God, we followed the temptation, the desires of our own sinful flesh. When we think about these things, we need to turn to the counsel of God's word. And in words that should become very familiar to you by now, or should have become very familiar by now, I read from 1 John chapter 1, verse nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we wait till the last day, there will be no more time for repentance. But if now, by the grace of God, we look to our Lord Jesus Christ and his cross, and we acknowledge and confess that when we have let other things come before God and his word, when we have let other things be more important to us than the blessings of forgiveness and life offered and given to us through the gospel, that we have sinned. And if we confess our sins, as the scriptures say, Is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And why is that so? Chapter 2, the first two verses tell us if anyone does sin, and of course we all have, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He's the one who fulfilled all God's commands perfectly, not just outwardly, but in his thoughts, his desires, his words. And he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And so we look to our Lord Jesus Christ and his cross to his atoning sacrifice where he paid the price for our sins that we might look to him in faith and be forgiven and acceptable to God. I think of the passage in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Again, familiar words. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Again, we may take it lightly. But when we count the gospel blessings as not all that important, as we despise them, neglect them, This is indeed a serious sin as we read in our epistle lesson you know it points out the judgment of god who came up which came upon people who disobeyed the old testament commands and now we stand before the lord god in heaven you know the the book of hebrews tells us of how much sore of how much greater punishment you think we will deserve if we reject the Lord Jesus Christ, and we count the blood of his covenant as a common unholy thing. And so indeed, our sins are serious before the Lord. But as it says here, though our sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And so through the shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we look to him in faith, they are washed away. They're no longer held against us. The blessings of the gospel are restored. We have forgiveness and we have everlasting life through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray. Dear Lord Jesus, forgive us for despising our birthright in you for failing to take hold of and treasure the forgiveness and life you won for us by your innocent sufferings and death in our stead. Graciously bless us with your Holy Spirit and restore to us the joy of your salvation through faith in our Lord Jesus. Amen. I ask you to please stand. Now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. we continue by bringing forward our I ask you to please stand and join in the prayers of the church. Merciful Father, for the sake of the shed blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, forgive us for failing to walk by faith in the promises of your word. Move us to read and study our Bibles regularly and to come before you with our petitions and praises. Keep us from being overcome by our sinful inclinations and preserve in us, preserve us in the true and saving faith unto life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. O Jesus Christ, eternal Son of God and our Savior, you gave your life for ours when you died on the cross and made atonement for our sins. Bless the work of our pastors and faithful pastors and missionaries everywhere. So that your life giving word might be proclaimed among us and among the nations and peoples of the world, and that those who hear might repent of their sins and look to you and your cross for pardon and forgiveness. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. O Holy Spirit, do not forsake us because of our weakness and disobedience to your word. Be patient with us and move us to continually repent of our sins. And look in faith to our Savior for mercy teach us from your word strengthen and keep us in the true and saving faith Lord in your mercy yeah. O loving and merciful God our nation and people are living in darkness and are under your wrath and judgment open the eyes and ears of our people and rulers that they might see and hear the truth of your word repent of their evil deeds and fall down at the feet of Jesus pleading for pardon and forgiveness and then seek to walk in your ways that your judgment may be turned away and your wrath against us be averted Lord in your mercy O healer and preserver of both our bodies and our souls as you have promised we ask you to provide for all our needs of body and soul and preserve us from all harm and danger and all evil. We lift up to the we lift up to you those among us who are afflicted. We remember especially today Joyce, Matthew, Carl, Ron, the Hype family, and all others we name in our hearts. Have mercy upon us. Grant healing to the sick, comfort to those who are oppressed, and strength for all to endure the troubles and afflictions of this life. In the hope of the everlasting of everlasting glory for the sake of christ jesus our savior and lord lord in your mercy amen you may be seated we continue by singing hymn 312 lord jesus christ thou living bread Okay. at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, Everlasting God, with thine only begotten Son of the Holy Ghost art one God, one Lord. And in the confession of the only true God we worship the Trinity in person, and the unity in substance of majesty co-equal. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you for the remission of sins this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me the peace of the lord be with you always Take and eat, this is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given unto death for all your sins, and the Lord bless you and keep you in his baptismal grace. Take and eat, this is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given unto death for all your sins. The lord bless you and keep you in his baptismal grace take and eat this is the true body of our lord and savior jesus christ given to death for all your sins savior jesus christ shed for the remission of all your sins take and drink this is the true blood of our lord and savior jesus christ shed for the remission of all your sins take and drink this is the true blood of our lord and savior jesus christ shed for the remission of all your sins. And now I now ask you to please stand. Now may this holy body and precious blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you for Jesus' sake. Thank mm-hmm. kindness did send thine only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank thee that for his sake thou hast given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we beseech thee not to forsake thy children, but evermore to rule our hearts and minds by thy Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve thee through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Lord be with you. Bless we, the Lord. Receive now the benediction of the Lord. Bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. You may be seated. We close our worship today by singing hymn 416, Oh, that the Lord would guide my ways. Welcome to all of you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. as far as announcements, again this midweek uh, on Wednesday we have our midweek online Bible study at seven o'clock and uh, I send out the link for that each week, although it's been the same. Uh, we continue in chapter 27 of the Gospel of Matthew. So we're in the last last or second last chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Then uh, the ladies' second Saturday brunch is 11 a.m. on Saturday, November 12th, and then today we have our November congregational meeting and a potluck, so we will have a meeting here shortly uh, following our service, and then after that, potluck dinner. And at the meeting, uh, I know one of the items on the agenda is uh, another offer on the building that congregation needs to answer. And uh, I don't know if there's anything else pressing on the agenda or not, but uh, we may discuss services, upcoming services. Uh, God's blessings to all. Or any other announcements this morning? Lee? God blesses everyone. If not, no other announcements. Let's, uh, I wish you God's blessings throughout the week and And we'll dismiss and meet as voters here in just a little bit.